Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the relaunch of the Fanboys Anonymous group meeting roundtable discussion podcast. This is both episode 12, just as much as it is episode 1, because we're starting over with a brand new setup on a brand new YouTube channel, as well as on other outlets. I am your host, the owner of FanboysAnonymous.com, Tony Mango, and with me on the panel tonight, we have several different fanboys here. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, my name's Eddie, and I'm the bass player. And I uh, talk about music and uh, video games and all that, and so, next. My name is Sam, and I'm the methamphetamine. (laughs) What? (laughs) Hey, I'm Sean, and that's S-H-A-U-N. Hi, my name is Orion, and Eddie Brock is my lord and savior. I'm Travis Goss, and where does this poll go? <laughs> that was more random than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, since New Year's Eve just passed by, and this is a new start for the group meeting podcast as well, that is going to be our theme for this evening's festivities. We're going to be giving our geeky New Year's resolutions, as well as talking about what's coming our way in geek culture for 2014. What are we excited about, and what are we dreading as far as movies, video games, comic books, and everything else is concerned? Well, this meeting has officially been called to order. And how about we just get right into things? Let's start with Eddie. What is your geeky resolution for the year? Well, I need to buy a new computer, just because I can't play games right now at all, and that really, really sucks. Just a word of advice. Um, If anybody has a Mac, and uh, they do some updates, and after a couple of years of owning a MacBook Pro, your graphics card kind of doesn't work anymore, never go back to Apple again. Why is that? Because it's a, I mean, I don't know if it's a genius if it's like the perfect engineers working for them, but like precisely a little over two years after you buy it, which is when you, in, you know your warranty expires, stuff starts to go seriously wrong, <laughs> and by then you're not covered anymore with the warranty. So you know, I got it's kind of I, I kind of got screwed over. I mean, I guess it's I heard other people had problems too, but I, at least it happened before their two years were up. Um, so you know, be wary of using Macs for gaming because you can push that to an extreme easily, especially nowadays with all the polygons and whatnots. Uh, I still manage to play like side scrollers like Limbo or Braid, you know, those older ones. But um, I'm, you know, I miss like Skyrim and stuff. I tell you what, though, Windows might not necessarily be that much of a, a better option if you get a computer like I have. I bought a Dell a couple of years ago. And they had the same kind of setup with the whole warranty thing. They called me maybe about eight months after I had bought it. And I paid like a grand total of like $550 for my computer. So it really wasn't, you know, the top of the line or anything like that either. But uh, they were saying, would you like to extend your warranty? Which I think I had a one-year warranty, maybe two years. And they were saying the cost for extending the warranty would be $400. And when I asked them what it would cover, they were like, well, it doesn't cover this, and it doesn't cover that, and it doesn't cover that, or that, right. or that, or that. And I'm right. like, wait a minute, so you want me to spend like, so basically, like <laughs> I could have bought a new if, computer like by a, that if point. A rare, if a rare breed of tortoise pees on your computer, then it's covered. <laughs> right. right. But only halfway. you got to pay deductible for it, too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm on the phone oh, with the person, and she's like, 
well, if you don't want to do that, then you can sign up for this other warranty program. It doesn't cover as much. I'm like, the problem isn't that it doesn't cover. Like, it's too much that it covers. It's your price. Like, what can you possibly offer me to do this? Ridiculous. So never buy a Dell either again because they cheated me out of that thing, too. That's the thing, man. You, I mean, nowadays, honestly, if you're a gamer for like, not even you don't have to be a serious gamer, but if you want to play games, it's not a big deal. Just build your own computer. It's not a, it's not rocket science. It just, uh, just a little research. Uh, it's worth the bucks too. Like I know several people who um, build their own computers like, like two, three years ago, and they can still play like latest releases. You know, like for for instance, like Dishonored and whatever else, like latest Call of Duty, uh, and it runs like really smooth. You know what I mean? Without any other updates that they had to do. So it's really worth it. Just find the right components, put it all together. You know, there are plenty of tutorials nowadays anyways. So you can totally pull it off without having to depend on, you know, like Dell, Toshiba, or Mac, or Apple, whatever it is. Hmm. So that's something I should add to my new resolution, too. I need a new computer as well. Uh, <laughs> Sam, what's your New Year's resolution? Um... Well, it's only January 10th, and I actually completed my New Year's resolution. So I might have to think of a new one. My New Year's resolution was actually my favorite Nintendo series is The Legend of Zelda. And shamefully, I've never actually finished one of the games. Like, I've played through them. I love them, but I've never actually beaten one. And just a few days ago, I actually beat A Link Between Worlds. So I actually completed my resolution. So I guess if I can come up with a new one for the podcast. Yeah, you give it to be all of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> By February 10th. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it would have to be I'm finally going to get a tablet. I don't know which one yet. I know there's people who are like there's nothing better than an iPad. There's people who are like iPads are shit. So I have to figure out and sift through all the bias and actually – one up. I don't think I'm ever going to get one. Really? I don't know. There's just something about it. It's uh, It makes me think either somebody's phone is too big or somebody's laptop is missing a keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> they, my they, big, they, yeah. yeah, I have an iPhone 5. So it's like, well, what does the iPad or this tablet do that my phone doesn't do already? But then I'm thinking eventually I can't carry my laptop everywhere around. So like I would want to just sit down, pull out a tablet and do something that like uh, Microsoft Word is the biggest thing I can think of that PowerPoint Excel that I know my phone doesn't do. So I'm thinking about getting something that can do that. Hmm. Anybody have any suggestions for uh, tablets? Build your own computer. <laughs> build your own tablet. <laughs> there you go. Get a notebook and just you know. like my ancestors did. <laughs> Sean, what's your uh, New Year's resolution? Oh God, to actually finish reading a book or to read a comic book because I don't read. <laughs> I should read, but I don't read. You can't read. I can read. It's it's just, I choose not to read. Well, why should I watch? Why should I read my Hobbit book when the Hobbit is coming on, on the on the screen? You know. I mean, I, I read like, Jurassic Park over the summer, and I mean, I love the movie. The book's quite different. Were you imagining Jeff Goldblum the whole time? Oh, I mean, I imagined him without the. <laughs> That's one big pile of shit. 
<laughs> You're imagining him in other books. You're reading like Pride and Prejudice. It's Goldblum. Tale of Two Cities. Goldblum. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, he's Harry Potter. Earth Miles are easy. Is that a great book, also? <laughs> well, I could just build my own book. <laughs> yes. Yes. You got to start somewhere. You know, that should be something that I would put down on a resolution thing because I don't read nearly uh, as much as I should either. Unless you count, you know, online articles or something like that. Because, you know, if you count Cracked or, like, websites like that, then I read quite a bit. But, God, I can't even remember the last book that I read. I think it might have been The Missing Thing. But, Anthony, you know what? Um, The thing is, uh, you know, like, a lot of times uh, people who write don't necessarily read that much. I mean, you do when you're growing up, you know what I mean? That's totally normal. You read like, you know, a book a day or whatever it might be, you know, sometimes one a week. It doesn't matter. People have their own pace. But after you reach a certain age, it's just you want to write more than you want to read. Yeah. No matter how many classics you, you left behind by accident, you know, eventually you start catching up to them. But uh, like I, there are a lot of classics I haven't read and I should. Um, but I mean, that's just the way I, I see it. You know, people who really, really write don't read that much. And people who say they're going to write, oh, I can't, I, I have this great idea for a book, whatever. They never actually write. You know, they just read, read, read. And it's just something I've noticed throughout the years. I'm, I'm actually the opposite of that statement because I am a writer and I do read a lot. Um, mostly comic books, of course, but I try to get the novel in every now and then, but those go a bit slower and I'd love to read more uh-huh. novels, but it's just, you know, the time issue. Also, it's the uh, the intimidation of a big block of text on a page. Right, right. I, I understand. It's just comic, I won't get into a philosophical debate, but comic versus book is not really the same thing. But I, I agree. I mean, there are exceptions, man. I mean, you say you read and write, that's, that totally exists. But people who write... You know, on a, on a daily basis or every other day, whatever, don't read as much as they think they should. Right. And it kind of seems, from my perspective at the very least, that if you're in some other kind of uh, creative field other than writing, then you do tend to read a lot. Like, a lot of artists read a lot, or musicians or anything, because it's kind of... you are used to the same thing over and over again. So if you're writing all day, like I am, whether it's fiction stuff or nonfiction stuff, where you're, you know, editing posts on a website or um, writing up some kind of a stupid wrestling report thing or something like that, still you're just constantly bombarded with text. And you get to a point where you're just like, I don't want to sit down and read something. I want to watch something because even though I'm staring at a computer screen all day, it's like, it's the text thing that you can't get around. But one of the main reasons why I don't read, actually, and it kind of um, hinders the whole geek factor that I can't participate in stuff, I'm one of those guys that argues against that whole, oh, the book was better than the movie thing, because it always seems to me, and I mean, we could do probably a whole podcast on this, so I don't want to dwell on it too long, but um, do you guys agree with me that it tends to be the only people that think the book is better are the people that read the book first? Yes, because I read The Philosopher's Stone, and that was the last book I've ever read actually i read um i read a clockwork orange after i watched the movie and i loved the book much better than the movie hmm. uh okay i got one this one really really blew me away uh contact was an amazing movie but the book is just way better and uh, i read I it after i saw it. the movie 
I mean, I'm not Ross. I'm gonna have to read that then because I thought the contact was actually yeah, really it's interesting. really good. Oh, the book is. I think the book is phenomenal. Never heard of it. <laughs> I think the biggest problem that I've seen is that sometimes the movies take movies that they shouldn't. They change some things that people loved about the books, and sometimes they just don't translate from the page to the screen. Right. But then there's that whole uh, factor where if you're imagining it in a certain way and that it doesn't look exactly the same as you did, then it's like that. They shouldn't have cast that person. They shouldn't have done this. Like, I mean, I had read a couple of the Harry Potter books, and then when I saw that they came out with the movies, that was like, all right, that looks like Harry. That does not look like Hermione. What? That's I pictured a totally different person. That doesn't make any sense. But then or it's Arwen like Arwen in Lord, Lord of the yeah Lord of the Rings. Arwen like in the book like she's just there. But, like, in the movie, it's Liv Tyler, you know? <laughs> well, so, using the example honestly, of um, Jurassic Park, when I read that, like, Jurassic Park in the book had a totally different ending from the movie. And, like, most of the, spoiler alert, most of the characters in the book died. Hmm. And they like, they put, they actually firebomb the island so that all, all the dinosaurs are wiped out. Except they hint throughout the book that some of them got off the island for a sequel. But, like, that wasn't in the movie, and even though that's amazing in the book, I loved the idea of them actually just destroying the island. There's no way in 1993 they would have had the budget to do that, and it wouldn't have come across to audiences that way. Yeah. Yeah, there's the whole uh, demographics issue. Like, Jurassic Park, honestly, like, I saw it when I was 10 when it came out, and it was like, I mean, it was an amazing movie, but think about it. It kind of is sort of for kids. Sort yeah. of. I mean, I mean, so many. There was a huge franchise. I mean, I, everybody had dinosaur like the, the dinosaur action figures. You know, like I couldn't get enough. There, there were like chips. There was like Jurassic Park chips being sold. Like I don't at a certain point. You know, and uh, it wasn't even that good, but I bought it. You know, um, and uh, it, it, but the whole thing about you know book uh, to a to a video game or to a movie and vice versa. It all you know translating transferring from one format to another. I mean, let's call it that. A book is a format. A film is another. A video game is another. You know, a play is is, is another format. You know, translating these types of uh, uh, what do you call it? You know, artistic expressions takes you know takes some sort of sacrifice, some sort of compromise. So I think it's kind of normal that you know you read a book and it's not the, like for instance, Train Spotting. I saw the movie and I loved it. I read the book and I thought it was shite. Hmm. You know, like honestly, I thought the book was. I mean, it, it's it's a very interesting bizarre piece of scottish literature uh very interesting read if you're if you want to experience you know reading english but in another language it's kind of weird but i thought the characters have you know there was this it wasn't the same feel it was just gratuitous vulgarity sometimes but it's format to format well ryan what's your new year's resolution my new year's resolution is to uh first read more uh books uh, comic books outside of the superhero genre because i read a lot of superhero genre type books and i have very few books i'm reading right now that aren't within that genre like um, images revival series i love that series and um some series on uh comicsology like i'm uh, reading the first volume of the sixth gun by colin bunn and a bunch of other things I've tried to experiment with on uh, Comixology in terms of getting them for free because money issues. But other than that, I really want to try to look at other like 
creator-owned books or books outside of the genre I grew up with because I'm finding more and more stories that I'm liking and, you know, it's a whole new world for me uh, reading these other type of comic books. And then my second part of my resolution is to at least finish reading the novels I've all started throughout last year. Like, uh, I have a complete works of um, Lovecraft sitting right in front of me, just mocking me, saying, hey, you've just started me, you should finish me. Spoiler alert, apparently at Jurassic Park, they firebomb the island. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tony. Travis, what's yours? Sam, actually, uh, you and I have something in common. That was my New Year's resolution was to after 17 of these games released, I have never beaten a Zelda game. And as of right now, I'm tackling a game I almost beat it years ago. I am going through Wind Waker HD. All you guys suck. Oh, Wind Waker. That game is so beautiful. I got that for my girlfriend for Christmas with the Wii U. It's such a beautiful game, and and, and when I popped it in, I started playing it. And by the way, it was a Christmas present. And when I was playing that game, I was like, oh. It felt like it was uh, 2002 all over again. It just brought back some really great memories and everything. It's such a gorgeous game. Um, there's that. And another game I have never beaten ever, and that's Super Metroid. Hmm. So there's that's a 20-year-old game. I've never beaten it, and I'm already frustrated with the damn thing. Uh, I think this is what my main, my main um, goal for this year is beat a bunch of these classic games I've came close to beating or have never beaten. That's that's my New Year's resolution. Uh, of course, besides moving to uh, New York to uh, get married. Um, but yeah. Puts us all in our places. <laughs> <laughs> there's the whole getting married thing uh, okay <laughs> I'm just sitting there going uh, can, can I change my resolution <laughs> what's yours gonna be then yeah I wanna go to like uh, maybe not New York maybe Paris and get married <laughs> well see my fiance lives in New York so that's why I'm gonna move there yeah no 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 I get it my future fiance yeah. lives in Paris <laughs> <laughs> future fiance <laughs> oh yeah well I want my marriage to be in the moon so booyah What's I want so a social life. This? Good luck trying. Yeah, good luck trying to get a hotel there. <laughs> What's so sad about this though is we're all talking about like the marriage thing that's intimidating. You guys have even beaten me when it comes to Zelda. I haven't even gotten that far in a game. <laughs> like I think the most that I've played a Zelda game, I um, there was one of them that was in a Nintendo. Uh, like one of those um. They've all been in Nintendo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping jumping ahead of myself. Uh, one of those Nintendo 64 um, display case things at Toys R Us one time, and I played it for about like two and a half minutes, and I was just kind of like, "This is awkward. Like this dude's behind me, and he just wants to play, and my mom just want to fucking leave." Uh, and I think I played the original one maybe like one time that I rented it and didn't come anywhere close to finishing it because, you know, when you're really little and the, the things are like puzzle related and you're just kind of like, oh, I'm bored. I really wanted to just like kill people in this game. Yeah, I played the Yeah, I played the original Zelda game uh, when it came out uh, like as one of those uh, classic remake type things on uh, the Game Boy Advanced. 
And I found that game to be a lot harder than any other Zelda game I played. I'm sure it's got to be so like so hard because, as a kid, I mean, I was fine with, you know, going through a long game or like uh, even necessarily sometimes going through a boring game or something that's not that uh, incredibly interesting, like like a Tetris. I used to play Tetris all the time. Really, once you play five levels of that, you're like, I get the point. But something about uh, Zelda, I just never got into it. So you guys have completely uh, surpassed me when it comes to that. That should make you feel better about your resolutions. I got to delete some friends on my Facebook a minute. <laughs> You're going to delete me now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, for my resolution thing, uh, I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the year I'm finally going to become Batman. I've been <laughs> uh, for all this time, but yes. I figured, what the hell? If Ben Affleck can do it, then I can, right? What's Hope he got, got the money. <laughs> yeah, he's got money and a couple of inches of height on me, and he's in better shape. Uh, <laughs> on second thought, maybe I'll just settle for being Oracle. I spent all my time on the computer anyway. Um, now, on a serious note, though, obviously, because there's no way I would ever be bad. Man, the first time somebody punched me in the face, I'd be like, alright, done, fuck this. Um, I never do any of like the actual New Year's resolutions outside of you know this kind of uh, podcast study that way we're doing here. When people talk about they want to lose weight or they want to save money or whatever, I don't do any of that stuff because I always figure you, you got to start at another time. There's no actual, like, the calendar begins January 1st and now it'll work. I don't think any of that. But for ways to improve my geek status, I kind of have to reflect what you guys were saying. It's to read a little bit more, um, specifically comics itself. For all the superhero stuff that I'm super into and... I can, you know, repeat lots of different stuff from lots of different comics, and really, you know, I have lists of things for a blueprint thing of comic book history that I've even been working on. I still, for some reason, just never get the time to read any actual comics, and I'm sure that I'm missing out on some amazing things that people aren't even telling me about. Every once in a while, I make it a point to download something that people have talked about a whole lot. Like, you know, obviously, I've read The Killing Joke. Obviously, I've read... Um, I checked out Dark Knight Returns, different stuff like that, but I've heard so many good things about stuff like Court of Owls and uh, even some really good things about the New 52 Superman. I've heard Venom, Venom. Yeah, I've heard some positives and some negatives about the Superior Spider-Man, so I, I really don't know too much about that enough to be talking too much about that. And I kind of want to change that. I want to go into particularly Justice League being like, oh man, I've read all of the Green Lantern Corps and I've read you know, probably one or two stories that matter about Wonder Woman because she, nobody really cares too much about her nowadays. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you know, I, I'm i not even like that really well-versed with Bart Allen as Flash uh, from his time when he was Flash and stuff. So there's a lot of things that I really need to get catched, uh, catched up on, caught up on. And I hope that I can do that this year. But what is coming our way in 2014, we have a lot of stuff that we can be uh, excited about. I mentioned Justice League, which isn't coming this year. That's coming up next year. But they are going to be building up to some of that stuff over the next 12 months. There's tons of movies. There's things on TV. There's video games and comic books and even some technology stuff that we got. And I, I guess let's just dive right into it. 
All right, so since we're talking about comic books and reading more and all that other kind of stuff, let's start talking about the comic books that are coming our way. Um, I only have one topic that I've come across that is going to be coming in 2014 that I am pretty interested in, and that's the original Sin crossover. Now, as I said before, I haven't watched uh, or haven't read everything leading up to this, so that's one of the things that makes it interesting to me, hearing what other people's opinions are about what's going to happen on the storyline and all that kind of stuff. Now, Orion, are you familiar with Original Sin? I've heard of it, yes. I read some stuff on it. Like, it's about the uh, Watcher getting killed, and then the Avengers or whoever is going to try to find out who killed the Watcher. Right, and a pretty interesting story, because Uatu is supposed to be one of those like high-level uh, cosmic beings in the Marvel Universe. So, whenever they kill off a character like that, something big's probably going to happen. And, uh... The only information that I really know other than that is that there's apparently going to be two separate teams, one of Nick Fury, Captain America, Spider-Man, and Wolverine against another team, the Doctor Strange and Punisher and all that. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be as impactful as Civil War was or any of the other storylines that they've had in the past couple years. Some of them, obviously, people don't even care about at all. It's got to go somewhere on the scale, so... um, That'll be pretty interesting to watch how that unfolds over the next year, if that's going to end up being one of those big things that shocks the ground and really shakes things up, or if it's just going to end up being another thing that passes by and people go, wait, what happened? Uh, wait, Spider-Man's this guy now? Or Nick Fury is a white guy again? Or like <laughs> any of the things that they end up changing. Nick uh, Fury's Asian. <laughs> now he's Asian, and then you know next year he's going to be another ethnicity and so on and so forth. Uh. But that's all I know about comics. I mean, uh, let's go around in a circle a little bit again. Um, Eddie, do you have anything with comic books that you're going to be interested in for 2014? Well, here's the thing. I haven't really been too around, I mean, too into comics for the past um, 15 years or so. Nothing against it because I heard so much about, for instance, uh, Killing Joke. I heard way too much about that, so I'm really curious about it. But, uh, yeah, comics is not really my area of expertise, uh, but I do know that, yeah, there's some storylines coming out right now with um, the Justice, Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that apparently supposed to be really awesome. So, I'm, so I don't know. It's uh, call, You know what? It's one of my New Year's resolution. Start reading comics again. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it, all this interesting stuff keeps happening, and I'm just letting it pass by because I'm, I'm into music and games and books and whatever else, but not comics. So I'm more interested in what you guys have to say than what I, anything that I have to say. Sam, what do you think? Is there anything with comics that you're uh, going to get into? Uh, I just I hear like a like he said I, I hear so many interesting things, and the biggest problem that I've had maybe it's just because I've just gotten into tv shows and movies so often that i kind of lose comics lose me a little bit i've tried to read them they're interesting i love comics i love the characters and everything but to actually sit down and read a comic book i'd rather see what they did with batman year one and turn it into an animated show that i can watch but to actually get into books i haven't really read anything of the new 52 i'd like to see what they did with that i've heard good stuff about it and I'm really interested. I've actually read a couple of them, and they've gotten my attention. Is Superior Spider-Man? Travis? Mm, I'm not really a big comic book reader. Uh, 
which God, I know. we're all so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we all have the resolution that we need to read more. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like to read and everything. And, like, as far as I go, I'll read a graphic novel from time to time because, well, they're just awesome. Uh, I really I, – I I've becoming even more of a big Batman fan as of late. So uh, just going to throw this up to the, the panel here. Uh, what would be a good uh, starting point for me for comic book uh, comic book wise? I would say, I mean, what do you like in like okay. what kind of genre do you like? See, that's a great question there too. Um, I'm not very picky about it. In fact, I'll tell you this much: my favorite villains in the whole universe, obviously, is the Joker and Harley Quinn, because well, Harley Quinn says she's hot as hell here here she, i mean she can hit me with that big old mallet anytime but i'm just saying <laughs> uh, but um just something that involves at least those two main characters i mean i'm not really a big fan of penguin uh i do like the riddler you know just like the more mainstream villains i do have a big uh big thing about well unfortunately for you i'm actually mostly a marvel guy uh when it comes to dc i mainly like batman beyond and mm. the teen titans sh- uh tv show so i don't teen really titans read... yeah i really don't read a lot of dc comics outside of batman beyond series uh but when it comes to the batman beyond series it's pretty fun um there's a storyline you might like it doesn't feature uh, the Joker or Harley Quinn because this is the future and the Joker already had his time in Return of the Joker. But um, a cool storyline to read is um, 10,000 Clowns, which you can get as a uh, collected trade paperback. And it's all about um, the rise of, well, not really the rise of the Jokers, they become an even bigger uh, Batman has to face. And it also has a it also has basically Bruce Wayne kind of dying throughout the series, uh, throughout the storyline. And spoiler, he, he actually doesn't die, but he he like gets close to it. He's Batman, he never. And does. you also get, to, and I think you also, I think it's also that um, storyline where you get introduced to uh, Catwoman Beyond, who's a pretty inter- interesting character. What I would say would be a good starting point. At least uh, it was a pretty good starting point for me. Even though it completely flies in the face of a good starting point for reading comics, the Batman animated series. If you start off by watching that, you get a lot of the comic book stories that they've told in the past in a very short uh, window. And then if you extend it too, um, and you include the Superman animated show and the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited... By that point where you've watched that whole Bruce Tim universe thing, you've got a really good foundation to start off with. And they, you know, they don't obviously do whole on storylines where they bring out, you know, exactly the same characters from the comics and stuff like that. But they reference so many things that when you do end up coming across like a different comic book here and there that you read, you'll be like, oh, my God, I watched an episode that was based off of this, like The, the Laughing yeah. Fish or... Um, you know, there's a, a whole episode of uh, the Batman animated show that it has three different storylines 
in the episode. It's kind of like that whole, well, this is my version of this, and this is my version. And they're all based off of different things. Like, um, one of them is kind of campy, like the old Adam West thing. Another one is a really, really short and compacted version of Dark Knight Returns. So, for a kid, when I was watching it, I had no idea what any of this meant, and why Batman's in a giant tank and shooting at these monster looking people then you know when you grow up and you find that it's a this whole storyline of the mutant gang and all that then you're like oh damn it that was the thing that i was watching as a kid that i completely didn't understand but that would be a good starting point i would think and if anybody else uh, that's listening to this has a good idea of a good jumping point for the comics make sure that you send uh us a comment let travis know it's most definitely a good starting point because if you are subscribed to Netflix uh, right now, you can stream for uh, for whatever you pay on Netflix uh, the entire seasons of uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and Batman Beyond. Unfortunately, you can't stream um, the 1990s Batman animated series or even like any Teen Titans, which is, you know... I don't get why you can't do the Batman at least, because I really want to watch the Batman. I only watched like a few episodes, and I really want to see the series. But you can't see it on YouTube. You can't watch it on Hulu or or Netflix or any of those. It's like it's not even available. You have to buy the DVDs. That they used to have a '90s Spider-Man series on Netflix, and they got rid of that. Another really good starting point, actually, for anybody is uh, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's on Netflix, and that's a great show. I, I'm sad to see that it only had two seasons. Yeah, that's a good yeah, show. Yeah, Avengers Assemble. Avengers. Yeah, Avengers yeah. Assemble, the new show that replaced it, nothing compared to Earth's Mightiest yeah. Heroes. I still haven't seen that. And, I mean, I see that all the time with, like, Young Justice. They got rid of that, and it was a decent show. Yeah. That had some good references to comic book stuff. I mean, they even. Spectacular Spider Man was the greatest Spider Man show ever. I actually liked the MTV one even to an extent, but yeah, that was okay to yeah to right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the thirteen <laughs> episodes like they did that was enough, but it was cool. <laughs> I'm all about the I'm all about the Spider-Man memes, man. <laughs> yeah, and kids, if you're listening, kids, do not watch Spider uh, Ultimate Spider-Man on on uh, Disney. It's lying to you about so many things. It's terrible. We're, I mean, they had Deadpool on there, and he was just a, a joke. I, I'll one-up No! I'll one-up you even more. Don't watch that 90s unlimited Spider-Man. Oh, God. That was the one where Spider-Man's on a different planet, and it's like... Yep. Oh, it was an With alternate Earth, wasn't it? Something like that, or a different dimension or something. God, that was just... Oh. Like Venom and Carnage, like followed him and make babies. It's all about the um, oh my god, I can't even remember the character's name because I try to block it out. It's like a bad memory. Uh, he starts with an M. There's a high evolutionary. Yeah, the high evolutionary. He's yeah, right in that, humans like... were on the low end of the evolutionary pole, and there were these animal people. Yeah, it's so terrible. Oh my god, whose idea was that? Um. Sean, any comic book stuff that's coming in 2014 that you're excited about? Come back to me in 2015. <laughs> Why 2015? What's coming then? I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't read anything. Give me a chance. Only just made my resolution this year, man. <laughs> well, Orion, you've got to have some stuff uh, coming our way. What is it? 
Oh yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Um, most of it's probably going to be tailored towards uh, my taste in comics, which uh, if you've been following me on Facebook uh, on Fanboys Anonymous, you'll know I'm a huge Venom and Moon Knight fan. But I'll try to include some stuff in this podcast that is not Venom or Moon Knight related. So to begin with, um, just uh, just this last week, or no, this week. Um, Image had the Image Comics had their Image Expo 2014, where they had a bunch of creators uh, go to uh, where was it? It was like somewhere in Northern California, and uh, all the creators were announcing their new series and talking with the fans and the press. It was not your usual convention, but. Uh, they have a whole list of new comics that will be coming out soon. Um, which, if you, I know it's not on uh, Fanboys Anonymous yet, if anyone's going to cover that. But on uh, comicbookresources.com, you can actually find a complete list of all the newly announced titles that will be coming out. One of them that really interests me just because of the title is Bitch Planet. <laughs> and, and the covers. The cover advertises, let's see, what does it say? It says, are you woman enough to survive bitch planet? Girls, gangs, caged and enraged? (laughs) So there's that um, with Image Comics. And then then Free Comic Book Day will be coming in April. I forget which day exactly. But... um, with Free Comic Book Day, there's a few things that are going to be coming out that's going to be interesting. Uh, on the DC side, how rare it is I talk about it. Um, shoot. Sorry, one moment. Yeah, on the DC comic side, we'll be getting a new, supposedly weekly comic book series called New 52 Futures End which will aim at uh, bringing Batman Beyond into the new 52 continuity. And it's not just going to be like, oh, it's a whole new kind of Batman Beyond uh, or Batman of the future. It's actually going to be Terry McGinnis. And the way they've structured it is um, this story that they're going to try introducing him through is going to take place after the animated series. And uh, it will be following its own path uh, away from the comics that are currently out and available to read because the current comics actually take place after the animated series as well. But I guess this new 52 business is supposed to be doing its own thing with Terry McGinnis, and it's going to be a different kind of Terry McGinnis from what we already know. And then also on new comic book, uh, on, um, on free comic book day, we'll also be getting a all new uh, guardians of the galaxy lineup. Uh, just in time for the film, which I think comes out the week before Free Comic Book Day. And uh, this new lineup includes um, Captain Marvel, who was uh, originally Miss Marvel, and Agent Venom, uh, who's... And since he's going to be on the Guardians of the Galaxy, that that means he's probably going to survive the current uh, Superior Spider-Man storyline the darkest hours where superior spider-man becomes the superior venom if you haven't read that sorry spoiler alert (laughs) and then um other new comics that are coming out that are pretty exciting uh this 
year is ah the all new Moon Knight. Um, in March, uh, March fifth to be exact, Declan Shalvey and Warren Ellis and Jordi Belair will be publishing an all new uh, Moon Knight ongoing monthly series with Marvel Comics. And uh, if you want to know anything about that, just keep an eye out on Fanboys Anonymous for the next couple of weeks as I and uh, Dan Ashley will be publishing a nice long article introducing you to Moon Knight and giving you some suggestions to read up um, before the series comes out. And then uh, Colin Bunn is also returning to the world of symbiotes uh, with Deadpool versus Carnage and Superior Carnage Annual. The Superior Carnage Annual comes out first and uh, continues the story of Superior Carnage where uh, Cletus Cassidy gets his symbiote back from whatever the mess was in Superior Carnage storyline. And then uh, that will transition over to Deadpool versus Carnage which should be a very exciting series since it's one of the biggest like team-ups. Or not really team-up, but the biggest uh, battles that's ever been requested by fans. It's hmm. a lot yeah, coming uh, that you're excited about. It kind of trumps everything that we're into. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Big comic book geek here. Not afraid to say you're it. You're going to end up needing to give us all starting points for where, um, where we're going to have to jump on. Uh. I guess that kind of um, rules out all the comic book stuff. I mean, comics one of those things where if you're not one of the people that's really in the know like Orion is, then you kind of don't know where to start for what's coming our way for 2014. But since we all have that, we're not all of us, but we all uh, are thinking about doing that whole read more comics and all that stuff more uh, resolution, hopefully by next year, like Sean's saying, <laughs> 2015, we'll have a better grasp of what's coming our way. Oh, oh, um... I forgot. I'm sorry. There's just two more points I'd like to make. I completely forgot about that are probably big and exciting if you are into the comic book world. Um, and that is the current Superior Spider-Man series that's going on, written by Dan Slott and uh, drawn by Humberto Ramos. Um, there's also going to be a relaunch of The Amazing Spider-Man coming sometime this year. And that could either mean the end of the superior spider-man as uh peter parker takes back his own body from the control of doc ock's mind or something of that matter but we don't know any details yet so that'll be something to look out for and then another thing which was i think just announced today was that um currently in the comics world um in the ultimate marvel comics there's a whole event called cataclysm going on which was rumored to be the end all of all co- uh, ultimate comic books um, because they had Galactus come into the ultimate universe and basically destroying everything. But Marvel recently announced, uh, just announced today that the ultimate comics are being relaunched. At least three titles are being relaunched as all new ultimate comics. Uh, including the ultimate Spider-Man, who is currently Miles Morales, uh, who replaced Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe after he died. Well, what's going to be even more awkward is the next part. We're going to talk about video games. I'm going to tell you a little spoiler before that part. I got nothing. (laughs) 
All right, we just got done talking about some comic book stuff that's coming our way in 2014 that we're excited about. Move on to another topic here, video games. And as I spoiled ahead of time, there is nothing for video games that I'm excited about for 2014. Nothing at all. I'm not the biggest gamer in the world, so that's one thing that really puts a hindrance on it. But on top of that, I haven't heard of anything that I'd be interested in even uh, hearing from other people. I'm one of those rare people who... Even though I don't play any video games or whatever like that, uh, I find it kind of fun, and I I have no idea why, to watch Let's Plays on um, YouTube of the people instead of playing the game myself. And for some people, I know Travis does his Let's Plays and uh, DSP Gaming on YouTube is another one that I check out. I don't think that there's any games coming this year that I'm really going to be like, oh, man, I can't wait until you know somebody plays that or something. So I'm at a complete loss here. Uh, Eddie, is there any video game stuff that you're going to be looking out for? Um, actually, yes. Um, I mean, right off the top of my head, yeah, because I, I don't really stop to think about, oh, man, this year I'm going to get to watch this movie and play this game and read those books. And, you know, I, I'm a spontaneous kind of guy. And if I see there's been a release, I'm, I get happy about it. But, you know, unless it's something – I'm a big geek of the, the Assassin's Creed uh, series. In that case, yes, I will definitely – you know, I'm definitely looking out for releases from Ubisoft and stuff. But um, – for 2014, off the top of my head, uh, I'm really excited about the uh, World of Warcraft expansion, Lords of Draenor, and the Diablo 3 expansion. Now, I'll tell you why. Because, uh, well, if you're a WoW fan, okay, cool, then you're going to love it. And if you're not, you know, if you kind of fell out of it, even if you kind of got into it, but then really, you know, it was no big deal. Let me tell you something. The original Warcraft lore, and I want to say the lore from Warcraft 1 and 2, were actually pretty coherent. There was still some mystery to it, you know, like, um, please don't crucify me for this illusion. But um, it's almost kind of like the mystery behind the original Star Wars stories. Like, there's a lot of allusions to the Clone Wars and things that happened in the past. And, you know, okay, then you were in the future of that story. But things are still seem kind of, uh, I don't know, how derelict. Like, you know, like, you don't see much of the universe of Star Wars. And it's just kind of the same for Warcraft. Of course, in the chronology, you're still in the past. But um, it's very there's something very rugged about Warcraft 1 and 2. And in Lords of Draenor, this new uh, this new expansion they're having, they're gonna like it's they're gonna work. They will manage to work some sort of cheesy story where you get to uh, go through a dimensional rift where you go back in time to the lore of the Warcraft 1 and 2 uh, series. So it's really interesting to see these, you know, these classic heroes of the Warcraft world um, make an appearance, because you know, like after Warcraft three, things kind of got too, you know, hocus pocus, magicy and stuff. It was kind of weird, because um, I'm I'm a huge fan of the original Warcraft series, like one and two, and three was all right. As far as Diablo, uh, Diablo three, here's here's the thing. I felt it was kind of incomplete, and I think Blizzard did, they kind of did it on purpose. Or maybe they were testing, you know, like, say, oh, let's see if people like the game this way. Obviously got a lot of mixed reviews and a lot of it was not good. Uh, so I think they're going to kind of, you know, add to the game, to the gameplay and the game mechanics with the uh, Lord of Terror. If, is that even what it's called? I forgot what it's called, man. Uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's Lord of Terror. 
Lost me. <laughs> well, Lord of Death. Or, no, Lord of Terror is the name of Diablo, man. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Death one. The Lord of Death or Death something. Lord, Chaos. Uh, yeah, there you go. Diablo Murder, 3. Yeah, the, the, dark, the dark medieval-ish one they're coming out with. Uh, like gothy one. It seems really cool. It seems like they're going to expand on the gameplay and the game mechanics. And I'm looking forward to it. Because, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a fun game, no matter how much it gets repetitive sometimes. Um, and that's it. Otherwise, you know, I, I welcome whatever cool indie game comes out. Because I think, I think video games have always been and always will be about indie games. Sam, are you excited about beating the rest of those Legends of uh, Zelda games? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the games that I'm probably looking forward to this year, uh, I haven't heard too much info, so if you guys know, I'd definitely love for you guys to chime in. I'm looking forward to the Wii U Mario Party. A, the next Legend of Zelda title for the Wii U and Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. Just want to clarify something. It's not really a Zelda game that's coming out this year for the Wii U. Oh, it's it's a, not. It's not. No, it's it's more of a. It's a combination of. Uh, it's it's a game brought by Nintendo and Koei. Tecmo Koei. Okay. It's, it's Dynasty Warriors. Only takes place in Hyrule. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, my brother has a PS4. I don't, but I'm assuming just stealing his while he's not looking. I'm going to be looking forward to Watch Dogs finally coming out after they pushed it. And I'm looking, definitely, the one I'm looking forward to this year is Infamous Second Son. I'm a very big fan of the Infamous series. Whoop, whoop. I don't know where you're getting Watch Dogs on the PS4, though. It's going to be better on the Wii U. Just, just saying. With the actually, I didn't know controller. It was coming up, actually, yes, yeah, coming up for the Wii U. It's going to be awesome. I've been waiting for actually, this game since E3 2012, man. That actually. Oh, and there's um, Kingdom Hearts 3. I also was looking forward to that. Well, Sean, you got a lot on your list, don't you? I got a lot, man. I got fucking loads. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, starting with the year uh, uh, Donkey Kong. That's out in February, so I'm going to be disappearing for February, just, just just to let you know. Is this going to be anything like those uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3 where they don't have Donkey Kong in the friggin' game? No, Donkey Kong is in the game. Um, Cranky Kong, Diddy Kong, and Dixie Kong are all making a return. Whatever happened to that that giant one that was kind Diddy of like... Kong? No, the, the, um, the one oh, in number I, 3. The yeah, ridiculous uh, one. It was like a baby or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diddy did he come? No, 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 not oh, Diddy was the little, the little, little dude from two. The third one, there was another name. I'm looking forward. Hang on, gentlemen, just keep talking. <laughs> Whatever Kitty it was, Kong. Kitty Kong. That's he was just ridiculous. I remember playing that game, and I was just kind of like, you know, I'm playing Donkey Kong Country, and I would expect Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, and I'm playing as like Donkey Kong's weird ass cousin and trick, uh, Dixie Kong or something like. I don't know. I ever since that I stopped playing the Donkey Kong Country games. Oh, you didn't even partake in Donkey Kong Country Returns when it came out a few years ago. Because that game was amazing. I've got Mario Kart 8. That is rumored for a March release. So, again, mm-hmm. not not here for March. <laughs> <laughs> All of spring. Just, <laughs> just, just, just. just. 
just wipe me off the fanboys page until <laughs> December next year. <laughs> um, super, I'm I'm picking up Super Smash for both the 3DS and the Wii U. So that's, that's yeah, going to be pretty, pretty boss. No, why uh, both? Wh- uh, why both? Yeah. So I can play one on the toilet in my house, and then when I'm over <laughs> my sister's house, I can play the other one on her toilet. You know? <laughs> I got prioritized, man. <laughs> I oh, can't argue man. against that. That's the thing. So, sorry, hey, yeah, makes sense now. You gotta I mean, if, like, come on. <laughs> if, you know, playing Call of Duty on the show is like the best thing. Ever. <laughs> uh, like I said, Watch Dogs. That's going to be awesome on the Wii U because of the gamepad features. Bayonetta 2. Just because I own a Wii U, so fuck all you PS3 and Xbox users. <clears throat> uh, owning really a PS4. Long, uh, for those really long times in the bathroom, right? Yep. <laughs> own a, I want to own a PS4 because the Xbox One controller cramps up the hands and it just feels uncomfortable. If any of you have played the Xbox One, I don't know why. It's just an odd shape. Um, I'm looking forward to Destiny because it's Bungie and they invented Halo. So why wouldn't I want to play Destiny? Uh, Infamous Second Son and Project Cars is going to also be released on Wii U and PS4. So, yep. And I'm looking forward to what's coming in E3 for the next generation of consoles. Now, Ryan, anything coming your way? Well, I'm excited for, first off, uh, Halo 5. I've been a huge supporter of the Halo franchise since the beginning. And um, looking forward to it, but not looking forward to buying a, a brand new Xbox One. That's not going to be fun. Um, also, uh, my last point... Uh, this is a good thing. This is a good transition from the comics topic into the video games because my next topic is about Marvel Heroes, the Marvel MMO RPG type game. It, to explain Marvel Heroes, it's kind of like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, except you're playing online with other people and you're playing with one character at a time. And these aren't characters you create. These are characters from the Marvel library. And so, the exciting news about Marvel Heroes is that uh, right now you can buy these uh, advanced packs of characters and items. Um, there's a, a advanced pack deluxe edition, which includes a list of characters that have yet to be released. And then a standard edition that has even less characters than the first pack. Um they have the ad- obscure ones. Can you play as like Prowler and uh, Unfortunately, Dusk? no. But the upcoming uh, deluxe edition of the Advanced Pack um, includes Doctor Strange, Juggernaut, Magneto, Moon Knight, Nightcrawler, Psylocke, Silver Surfer, Star Lord, Sue Storm, and Venom. All of them will be playable characters, all to be released, I believe, within this year. I know. Uh, that right now Moon Knight is the first one to be penciled in as coming through. Actually, uh, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler will be the first one to be released this year, with Moon Knight coming in close second right now, penciled in for a March release, probably in time for his all new, uh, uh, all new comic book series. Magneto is probably also going to come in time for his 
a new comic book series by uh, Colin Bunn. And uh, so, yeah, you can imagine why I'm excited because of the whole Moon Knight and Venom. I actually have something to say about Halo. Go for it. If I, if I may. Um, Microsoft haven't officially announced that it's going to be Halo 5, and they haven't officially announced that it's going to be on the Xbox One. It could be on both consoles. They're looking into it. And it might not be Halo. <laughs> it, might, it, might, it might be like something like Halo ODST or Halo Reach or something like that. It's a new uh, Metroid game or something. Completely Halo Metroid crossover would be awesome. Yeah, good luck with that. Speaking of crossovers, there's one more. Uh, there's some more stuff I want to add. Uh, should take just a minute or two. Uh, again, back to Blizzard. Uh, I think this is going to be the year that they're going to make it or break it. Has anybody heard of uh, Hearthstone, by the way? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. I heard it's like this genius, simple game. It's like a... I don't know. It's some sort of concept, kind of like Magic the Gathering in the Warcraft universe, but it's even simpler and it's addictive as hell. I can't play it because my computer's a piece of... Well, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, uh, so look into Hearthstone. Apparently it's genius and it's free to play. There's a beta version going right now. If you apply it, I guarantee you, like they're giving, they, they're letting everybody beta test that thing. Then there are two more games. Now, not to toot my own horn, but I knew a couple of years ago that I, I mean, I just knew that Blizzard was going to one day cross over Diablo, Warcraft, and Starcraft, and they did. There's a game. There's a real-time strategy game coming out called uh, Heroes of the Storm. Oh and yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you get to play Warcraft and Diablo and Starcraft like heroes. You know, like the particular super smash bros style exactly stuff like that and uh it seems really really cool i don't know much else about it but they released a fantastic video like as usual blizzard does um and the i know about mmo for several years now there's been a there's been a rumor that vampire the masquerade was going to get a uh an online role-playing game anybody know vampire the masquerade at all not nope. at all Okay, it's a pen and paper uh, role-playing game. It was really big in the 90s. Um, you know, not, not to the levels of, like, Dungeons & Dragons, but, I mean, it was it was kind of an underground cult thing. Like, you had to be really cool to, to join one of the groups. Like, in school, man, I knew these, like, I knew a few people. They played this game, and I was like, hey, man, this seems really cool. I was reading the book and stuff. Like, wow, it's like, it's about, like... Okay, before Twilight and all the in any lame vampire franchise you've seen, like this is like like urban vampire kind of stuff, like 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 uh, Anne Rice uh, or Lost Boys kind of like, like this is like genuine urban like dark vampire stuff, with like uh, more adult based like geared stuff. It's like serious shit, and I wanted to you know I wanted to play these games, and I was like, hey man, like can I join and stuff? And they're like, no man, no 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 no, and I'm like. Why, dude? Like, I'm your friend. You know me. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's it's like this dark underground thing. Like, you you cannot join. You can only join if you're wearing that wig that Gary Oldman wore. In, I don't know. Uh, Bram Stoker's I don't know. I don't know. And I never found out. I just. I mean, these are like ordinary dudes. I mean, they're not like like trench like dark black trench coat dude. You know. So like weird. I never played the the pen and paper role playing games, but there are, there were two PC games that were made. One that came out in 2001 or 2000, I believe, uh, Vampire the Masquerade uh, Redemption. And then another one that was really, really addictive called Bloodlines. It had this fantastic uh, replay of value from 2003 or four. And then they never made a game again for the, for the Vampire uh, franchises. And then uh, apparently 
they've been working on a, a, a massive online role-playing game in that universe. And it's supposed to be coming out this year. I don't know much else about it. I read about it several months ago. But I'm excited about it. Travis, you're one of our uh, big game uh, heads for Fanboys Anonymous. What is coming in 2014 that you're amped up for? Well, Sean kind of covered it already. He mentioned uh, some of the big game, uh, big games that Nintendo's coming out with, especially uh, early spring. I mean, we got uh, Donkey Kong Returns uh, Tropical Freeze that's coming out. I'm excited for that, as well as Mario Kart 8. And it just released the uh, fact that uh, Nintendo's coming out with Yoshi's New Island for the 3DS, and that's coming out in March, somewhere there in mid-March. And I'm very excited for that because I'm a die-hard Yoshi's Island fanatic. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, also, we have, uh, of course, Smash Brothers coming out for the 3DS and the Wii U. And there's just a lot of really great titles that are coming out this uh, this year for Nintendo. So it's it's a good time to be a Nintendo fanatic like I am. Because got all these awesome games coming out. So I'm thinking this could very well help the Wii U really uh, become, maybe not be part of the competition as worse, because as of late, Nintendo has always had this alternative view about their the way they run their company. Because they don't want to be part of the competition. They are their own thing. They are Nintendo. But I think they're really going to try to push some more systems into people's homes because of some of these big AAA games they're coming out with this year. Yo, Travis, add me as a friend. <laughs> I'll play some Mario Kart with you. Oh, hell yeah, man, definitely. But, you know, I have to warn you, and anybody wants to play Mario Kart with me, you're going to get schooled. Then Sean's going to remove yeah, you sh- after you say that you haven't played uh, all this other stuff. <laughs> then that's the defriend situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, uh, GTA Five. I know they're coming out with some DLC this year. I don't know any dates just yet, but... That's going to be pretty cool to uh, expand the world of Los Santos. And, of course, uh, there's rumors going around that CJ from uh, GTA San Andreas, he's going to be in the game, in the expansion packs. So, yeah, I mean, this year some really great things are coming down the pipeline if you're a video game freak like I am. Any particular Let's Plays that you got in mind? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go back to Skull Monkeys. I've got to finish that off. Um, the game is very challenging, but it's beatable. I've done it before. Um, might even dig a little bit into some of my Sega CD games, and I'm thinking of doing Sonic CD. I'm not sure. Uh, that game is very time-consuming. Uh, I don't know. i got some really great ideas coming coming up here real soon, so stay tuned. Well, stay tuned uh, for the rest of this podcast. We're going to take a little bit of a break here and continue with the TV shows that are coming our way in 2014. Welcome back, everybody. We're on part four here of episode one of the group meeting relaunch. Sam, unfortunately, had to leave, but the five of us are going to continue here with the TV shows of 2014 that we're interested in. I'm excited about a couple different things, and... Three of the things that I'm excited about are shows that have already been on, and they're just returning. Um, Pretty soon, we're going to see the return of Arrow, and so far, Season 2 has been, I think, significantly better than Season 1. And it took me a while to get into Season 1, maybe about seven episodes before I was like, okay, yeah, I'll keep watching this show. 
But I mean, figure what the hell? I was gonna watch it anyway because it's a DC thing. But um, the season two has been really awesome so far. So whenever they come back, I don't know exactly what they've got in store. I know that they were gonna have a lot of different cameos from a lot of different uh, comic book characters. They're supposed to be Metamorpho. They're supposed to be, you know, more teases for Ra's al Ghul and uh, Nissa Rotko and all this other kind of stuff. So I'm super pumped for that. Does anybody else watch Arrow? Heck yeah. yeah boy. Awesome yeah. season, hasn't it been? Love it. I'm I'm still on the fence. Really? Yep. I'm, I'm not too fond on this new Barry Allen character. Yeah, he was kind of iffy. He's kind of camp looking, but I like him. <laughs> He's no Tommy. I'll give him that. Uh, another show that's going to be returning that this is a guilty pleasure of mine that I hate admitting that I'm super into and really want uh, it to come back as soon as possible. For those who don't know, I run a wrestling website, and uh, that is smartoutmoment.com, and I do a podcast for that called Smack Talk. And Total Divas on the E! Network. My God, I don't know why I'm into it, but for some friggin' reason it has me, and I'm excited for that to come back. It's this horrible shame that I have for myself, but I am into that. Uh, Another one, too, that is going to come back pretty soon, but I'm actually not sure when it is going to come back. I think in February, uh, but I'm not positive, is Hannibal. And the main thing that I'm curious about for this is where they get to the point where we can eventually bring Clarice Starling into it. I don't know if they're actually going to do that. I don't know if they're going to do it this season either. But that show has surprised the hell out of me so far, whether it was the storylines that they're doing or just the fact that it's so gory for NBC. So I'm really interested to see where they take that to. If they have a bunch of notes from the executives and stuff to tone down the gore or to turn it into more of a procedural cop show, or if they're going to stick to the same formula as before. I don't know. That's pretty interesting though. Does anybody watch Hannibal? No, uh, man, you know, I didn't even know that existed to be honest. But it, it sounds, it sounds really intriguing, man. Cause I mean, the original movie is phenomenal piece of work. I've yet to read the book. There is a book, right? Yeah. They're originally yeah, 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 yeah. based off the books. Yeah. 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 Um, and wow, I mean, it sounds really cool. And as far as NBC being gory, right, you know what, man, like nowadays, who cares? They don't, nobody cares anymore. They want to make money, period. And what's selling nowadays is that there's a generation, a whole giant generation, like post baby boomers that just, you know, they, they grew up and they know this demographic out there that's just, that digs this kind of stuff. I mean, they're not going to be affected or, you know, like it's not a, the parents aren't going to call saying, Oh, my kid should not be watching this. <laughs> it, it, it makes too much money nowadays. So they, they don't care anymore. I don't think the gore is an issue for them anymore. Um, uh, as far as the, well, when you said Hannibal first, I was like, Oh, cool. How about the, you know, the, the conqueror and Carthage <laughs> and all that. It, it, it'll, it'll be pretty interesting. Cool. I wonder if they're going to show the elephants in the Alps and stuff. Yeah, that's what <laughs> and then you said Clarice, and I was like, oh, okay. That's what those angry parents are calling in for. They're like, I didn't see one elephant on this show, but for some <laughs> reason, they just keep showing these people getting gored by these deer antlers. I don't know what's going on. And I'd love to be that network exec that's taking that phone call and going, you're complaining that your kid's watching this? Why is your kid watching this? don't you know that this is about some guy who murders and eats people fuck put on the cartoon network for fuck's sake and and eats her liver with fave and uh, Chianti (laughs) (laughs) 
So those are three shows that I'm excited to see come back. And on the polar opposite, a show that I'm excited to see end, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, that is probably the number one show that I've had in my mind for the past however many years it's been on, nine seasons now, I think. And yeah. uh, I follow that show to a ridiculous level. Um, tons of people have always told me that I'm like an ersatz uh, Ted Mosby. And the more seasons have gone by with the show, the more that I'm like, God damn it, I'm Ted Mosby. <laughs> Even to the point where when they introduced who was going to be the mother, I was just like, you know what? She's pretty cute. I can see that. I can see why Ted would be into her. And I look up the actress and she's from like a town over from where I live. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> So, are, dude, are you, are you Italian, Anthony? Yeah. And she, I think she's Italian also. She's got Miliotti in the last, or is her last name? Yeah, Milotti, I think. Christina Milotti. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. It's all I'm, in the family. I'm excited to find out what happens to me at the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the part of me that has followed the show from the whole time, I'm somebody who gets really, really into TV shows if I'm a big fan of them, unless it's something like, you know, Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, where I'm not going to be like, oh my god, the show's ending, I'm going to uh, miss David Childress and all that. Um, but I get really into the shows, and if they are a show like a Scrubs or a Seinfeld or whatever, when it hits to that season finale or the series finale, that can just go like, oh my god, the whole rest of the, my day's ruined because I'm thinking about this. <laughs> I know for a fact that end of How I Met Your Mother is going to be uh, a show where I cry. I know it. And I've got a pretty good record when it comes to not crying on stuff. I've cried at three movies in my entire life and one TV show. Only one episode of one TV show, too. So I'm kind of excited a little bit for that to break another record. I'm going to be super uh, nervous and anxious about the end of that because if they mess that up, oh, it's going to be devastating. <laughs> So those are really the things that I'm excited about for 2014. I mean, there's other shows that have been rumored that I'm interested in. We've talked a lot about uh, comic book and superhero kind of stuff. So all of these different ideas of the Gotham TV series, uh, there's rumors about they might do a Nightwing one, they might do a Cloak and Dagger, they might do, you name it, they're thinking about doing it. And any of those, if they come our way, I'm going to be excited about it. But that's looking towards the tail end of 2014 and none of that stuff set in stone um eddie what's your uh, tv schedule looking like uh well uh well about how i met your mother i think yeah i think you're absolutely right you know when, it, when you follow a show for that long it, in a way it, it kind of becomes family you know kind of, or, i mean not family but like some sort of like uh, someone else's like a good you know a good friend of yours might have a pet that's it you know that's the, that's a tv show and I think it's like there's only so much you can do. You know, I mean, it's I love the jokes. I think the writing is really good on again, off again. You know, there were some periods where it wasn't. But, you know, the everything has to end. You know, I think the, these kind of shows like like Friend Man, I'm a, you know, my gener, my generation was friends all the way. And uh, I saw that from like 1996 onwards. And when it ended, it's just like. You know, I'm not trying to be macho. I never cried, but I have almost cried like 40 times in my life, you know, with movies and TV series. And uh, Friends was definitely one of them. And I think How I Met Your Mother is also going to be another one where I almost cried, but I don't. Uh, well, apart from that, I'm looking really, really, really forward 
to Californication. I'm a giant fan. Uh, I mean, the last two seasons weren't really strong at all. The first three are fantastic. The fourth one was also really good. Uh, if, if nobody's ever seen it, I think, honestly, um, either you dig it or you won't. But if you do, you're going to – you just – you can thank me. Watch Hope it. Sex on rock and roll. Let's yeah, no, for real, man. For real. It's, uh, it's, uh, you, I mean, you're vicariously living, you know, like the, the L.A. Uh, kind of uh, excess through the eyes of somebody who's from New York and doesn't, really, doesn't want to put up with the bullshit. But it's, it's surrounded by it, you know, so it's really funny. But, you know, the whole point is that the show is about a family structure. And I think uh, after, uh, if anybody knows the show at all, Becca, you know, she grows up and she leaves home. That's uh, Hank Moody's daughter, which played by David Duchovny. Uh, you know, after that, it's just there's no more family to really follow, and I think the show's run its course. And season six is going to be its final season. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with that. Charlie Rungle and Hank get gay. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Um, what else? Uh, I think uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia is going to have a new season. Nice, yeah, I forgot about that. I love that show. It's, I mean, it's dark as hell, but it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, I love that show too. Yeah, and um, I, like you know, I think that's about it. I have to. Oh, I have to catch up on Spartacus because I haven't seen that in like three years. I don't. I don't even know if like what's happening with that. Does anybody know? No. Spartacus. Not a clue. I'm assuming somebody stands up and says that they're Spartacus, and then it's a whole new <laughs> season of uh, somebody else's Spartacus. <laughs> Just change the character here and there. No, uh, Spartacus. Uh, okay, good thing you guys mentioned that you don't really, you're not too keen on it because I think it's a really cool show. It, it began in I think in 2010, and actually uh, the lead actor that played Spartacus in the first two season, uh, in the first season, no, no, sorry, the first two seasons, he got cancer, and he actually passed away. So they had to replace him uh, from the third season onward. And um, and I haven't seen it since then, since he was replaced. Uh, and but it was actually really, really, really well produced. So um, I I have to start catching up on that. And also Eastbound and what is it called? Eastbound, Eastbound and Down. Down. Yeah, there you go. It's been a while. I have to watch the last couple of seasons. I haven't seen them. Looking forward to find, finding out the the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean, what TV shows are you uh, interested in? Uh, Doctor Who. I can't wait to see Peter Capaldi as the as the new Doctor. I think that's going to be pretty pretty fly. Yeah, Doctor Wen is so much better. And plus, oh. Jenna Coleman is <laughs> Doctor Wen. Thank Doctor How. Doctor Why. <laughs> Doctor Whom. Is who I'm going for. <laughs> Doctor Whom's his son, man. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Doctor Who, like. Jenna Coleman, Finn. One more to watch. Um, I got Fallen Sky season four. Granted, I hated season three, but the last episode really, really got me back into it. God damn it! Um, like you said, second part of Arrow. The suits, um, second part of Suits on um, the USA Network. If anybody watches it, that's coming back soon and i want to catch up on my supernatural on the walking dead fuck knows what's going on in the walking dead <laughs> travis tv shows uh also like sean i'm pretty excited about doctor who returning later on this year with new episodes uh peter capaldi i i think he from what we've seen at the uh end of the christmas special 
Um, I am pretty excited. A lot of people are already saying, oh, man, he can't pull this off. He can't play the doctor. He's going to be terrible. But they said that about Matt Smith. They said that about um, David Tennant. You know, all these people that come and play the doctor, you know, they just already are hating on him without even giving him a chance. I'm giving this guy the chance because I think he can pull it off. I think he's going to do a pretty good job. Uh, this is going to be one of the doctors who doesn't wear a tie. You know, we haven't had that since uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston. He didn't God, wear a tie. I hate him. Uh, he was okay. I think he, he, was I, think he camped up, I think he camped it up just a little too much, but I think I think he did a pretty good job. I couldn't um, get past those years, man. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get the past that he was in 40, uh, 20 days later, and he was trying to rape somebody. Uh, uh, but I'm excited about that, and also uh, uh, Under the Dome is returning for its second season here in the summer, and that was a really great show. Under the Dome was awesome. I didn't see that. Oh, it was really great. It's out on DVD and Blu-ray right now. But that show was just... I mean, it was an interesting premise. I mean, what do you expect from Stephen King? But I think it's going to be... I think the second season is going to be really awesome. I'm excited about that. And, um... Let's see what I think. I don't really watch a whole lot of TV. A lot of stuff I watch is on Netflix, basically. Um, so, but at least that's, those are the two uh, series that I'm really interested in watching this um, this year. All right. Uh, well, well, my uh, interests in TV are mostly comic booky, but um, it, I don't know if anyone has watched uh, the recent episode uh, of uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I don't really want to spoil it for you, but there is a rumor going around because of the end of the episode that... Um, the character of Mike Peterson, who we all thought died in uh, in the season finale of season one, and I'm just or not really season finale, it's a mid-season finale, and this is the only spoiler I'm going to say, but he didn't die. Uh, everybody thought at first that he was going to become Luke Cage towards the beginning of the series. Well, of course he didn't become Luke Cage because he just isn't Luke Cage. But uh, now there's a rumor going around that he might become. Uh, Deathlock, who's a, this cyborg Marvel character, uh, probably mostly famous for X-Men or something like that, but I know him from uh, Maximum Carnage, the uh, Spider-Man title crossover, because he had a small part to play in that. But also, um, another thing, I don't know if I can say I'm excited for it, because uh, after I dissed um, Marvel's uh, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, but uh, in season three, it's confirmed that uh, Agent Venom will make will be making his TV debut in season three of Ultimate Spider-Man. So I have that to look forward to and see how they ruin it. <laughs> the optimism. <laughs> oh, they already ruined Venom and Carnage. I have no high hopes for Agent Venom. We're going to take one more break and in the next part we're going to knock out all of the movies that we're excited about all right guys the last thing that we have for 2014 that we're excited about there's the whole big uh list of movies that are coming our way and um one of the main things that we have this year is something that people joke about all the time but it really is true there are so many sequels and 
uh, reboots and prequels and reimaginings and adaptations and everything. I mean, there's probably a 50% chunk of the movies that are coming out this year have some kind of tie to a previous work, which is really astounding. And it's good in some ways, bad in some other ways. That's another whole topic we can get into and a, a whole big different thing. But uh, before we start breaking down you know, some of the movies here, I'm just going to give a list of some of them. These aren't even all of them. Some of them that are coming our way to illustrate this point. We've got Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, Robocop, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Godzilla, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, 22 Jump Street, which I heard that the first 21 of them were so much better, uh, The Purge 2, Transformers, Age of Extinction, Maleficent, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Expendables 3, Sin City, A Dame to Kill for, Dumb and Dumber 2, which is actually the third movie of the Dumb and Dumber series. Let's forget the second one, man. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Screw that one. Uh, Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 1, because now the other trend is to split a book into two stories when you get to the end of it. Horrible Bosses 2, The Hobbit There and Back Again, Night at the Museum 3, Muppets Most Wanted, How to Train Your Dragon... And then we have all of the comic book movies that are tied to the comics and all that. And we even have a Lego movie based off of the Lego series. We have Noah based off of the Bible of all things. Need for Speed, which is based off of the video game. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm missing some of them, too. That's the crazy thing. Stop, 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 stop. You said Bible. Yeah, Noah. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! We're, we have an uh, an Exodus one, I think, coming out too. Oh! Oh! oh that was that was literal. Yeah, that's a literal. <laughs> Noah no. is Noah is oh, starring okay. Russell Crowe, and uh, Exodus is starring Christian Bale. Oh, okay. Then uh, when when it's my turn to talk, I'll get to talk about uh, Asian cinema, where uh, they get to really see Quran inspired movie <laughs> and the. Uh, a Buddhist kind of a Siddhartha kind of thing going on. You know, at this point, I would not put it past it. That's the thing. <laughs> We've gotten to a point now where if anything is going to be made into a movie or something, it doesn't phase me at all. When they announced a while ago, I think it was like three years ago, that they were looking at doing a Monopoly movie <laughs> and a Where's Waldo movie and Candyland <laughs> and Battleship. And I was like, oh, what? Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. Do- Where's Waldo? Yeah, where's Waldo? What do you do? You just sit there on the screen going, like, find Waldo. And it's quiet. You know what's the sad thing about it, though? I actually, when they announced those four titles, Where's Waldo was one of the ones where I was like, I can actually see that more so than Battleship. We don't know how Battleship turned out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like Battleship. I don't think anybody liked Battleship. (laughs) I like Battleship. I thought it was a good film. Oh! Rihanna? Oh! I don't think that saved the movie or brought in ticket sales. That was, oh, that was a bad idea from the start. I'm still waiting for shoots and ladders, but, you yeah. know. <laughs> it could end up happening. There's going to be, like, you know, uh, I mean, we're going to get to a point where they're going to do, like, 13 Dead End Drive. They're going to do Mousetrap. Like, it's just like, anything that they can possibly do. There's going to be, like, a Go Fish movie starring fucking Morgan Freeman or something. I don't know. How about Old Maid? That should be a... <laughs> jacks the movie who can bounce higher how many can you grab like there's so much of taglines and shit what about solitaire don't let one person in at a time into the movie theater <laughs> oh that's it solitaire made just like the movie uh saw <laughs> you go through a 
one time, and if you fail, you're dead. <laughs> Solitaire. <laughs> so that's that's a crazy thing. I mean, some of them are really interesting. Some of them were just why are they even bothering? Um, I'm a person who defends the whole reboot and prequel and sequel thing to an extent too. That's the thing. Uh, I don't see any reason why they're doing some of these and some of them I'm really excited about uh, on the opposite. One I wanted to talk about that I actually am into and I know people very much are against it is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. I actually think this is going to be good. Uh, I, I don't know why. I uh, Michael Bay has this stigma that a lot of people can't get past and all that and I can't defend Transformers 2 but I can defend Transformers 1 and I think if this is going to be a Transformers 1 type of a deal this could be a damn good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie what do you guys think about that? Yeah, as long as nothing explodes when Turtles eat pizza that's fine what I'd like to see is um all the turtles that have red bandanas like they did in the original comics instead of having these multicolored crap. You know what would be a nice little tie to that? If they all had red at like the beginning of it and then they just kind of went like, oh, well, we can't even tell each other apart. Okay, well, I'll pick different colors. That way you kind of get both. Well, there, there are two ways to go about it. You can do the – it's kind of like Batman. It's kind of like the Tim Burton thing where it was sort of more fantastic and stuff. And then you know Christopher Nolan brought the dark side to Batman. And uh, the original comics for Ninja Turtles were actually a lot darker than the whole. Um, I think it was Mirage. I think it was Mirage Entertainment that bought kind of bought the franchise and made cartoons out of it and the action figures and all that. So there's a com the original comic book Ninja Turtles, and then there's the post cartoon Ninja Turtles. And the movies were based off of the whole you know like we're selling a movie to kids, so let's keep it in line with the you know with the, with cartoons. Yeah, it would be interesting. If they're going to do a Ninja Turtles movie, by all means, you know, I think they should be faithful to the comics, trying to bring out some of the original feel that Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird had, you know? I, I kind of lost interest in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles after they first the Power Rangers. Oh, me too, but you can always, you know, that's just my two cents on it. That's a movie that we need a, a new adaptation of. The original team of Power Rangers. Heck, I've this, always, I've always been thinking about a Power Rangers movie, uh, Michael Bay-ish, you know, this whole story about these, I mean, like the uh, the Zord things, Mm -hmm. they don't have to exactly be, uh, you know, mimicking animals or even modern day vehicles. You just have these really awesome looking vehicles and then like, oh, what do they do? And here's this red button, you push it and bam, you got a Zord. Uh, I'd say it. And the same mentality of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. I think that you can take these things that we watched as a kid and you can boost them up to, you know, that PG-13 level. And I think it could be pulled off pretty damn well. I'm I'm excited for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm actually, unfortunately, excited about Transformers Age of Extinction, too. I'm giving them another shot. Why not? <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah, the thing is, though, about this movie, I can look past, like, you know, they're trying to... Uh, emulate the the comic book or the the cartoon show. I can look past that. And maybe these weird, you know, uh, choices of actors to play certain characters. I mean, Will Arnett is going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still can't give it a fact that 
the woman who couldn't act her way out of a paper bag, a wet paper bag, is going to be in it. And I'm talking about Megan Fox as April O'Neil. I what? I kid you not. I mean, I first of all, I can't stand her. I've never liked her in any of the movies. She is to me. She's not eye candy. She is just. Oh. She's just a thing right there. She's she is one of the worst actresses in Hollywood. No, whoever yeah, said whole, whoever said whole, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but she, I can't stand the fact she's playing April O'Neil. That's what's turned me off to watching this movie. I fucking hate her. Hey, it's better than if Will Arnett was playing her. He would could be, worse, could be Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Fuck Hugh Jackman. They should have got that. Uh... Oh, what's her name? Who played Amy Pond in Doctor Who? That would have been awesome. She would have been awesome as April O'Neil, but Megan fucking Fox, you've got to be shitting me. I actually like the blonde Megan Fox in um, Transformers 3. Don't know her name. Just know her as the blonde Megan Fox. Rosie something, Huntington Whiteley. What did I say her name is? I don't know. I didn't like her in it. So we're talking about all these, uh, the Michael Bay things and uh, Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the idea that they're going to bring back other elements from, you know, uh, previous adaptations and stuff. One of those that has people really talking a lot, and I'm on the, what are they doing, oh my god, this is messing it all up thing, on that side, uh, is RoboCop. I don't like this whole black suit. I like that old style that they used to have before and they throw a reference of it in the movie apparently as a venom fan i must disagree well you like the the black robocop thing yes i i like anything in black you know (laughs) venom fan thing (laughs) oh man (laughs) see i'm you know i'm okay with them changing things around here and there the visor looks a little weird to me, but I would be fine with the visor. But I don't like how they just uh, let's go totally black, and he still has his hand and that stuff. Mm-hmm. But as far as the movie itself goes, I don't really know too much about the plot of the. If it's got, you know, characters from the same movie, it looks like it's got some of them. So that's pretty interesting. I'm gonna see it. I'm sure. If it doesn't have Kurtwood Smith, I'm not interested. That would be would that be funny if he just popped up at the at the end of the movie and just like dumbass, <laughs> just jammed a pole through this new RoboCop and just said, "This is what I fucking know." <laughs> <do."> like, <laughs> no, I, I got something to say about the RoboCop movie, if Go I may. It. Okay, uh, well, I first saw RoboCop when I was like six or seven. Right. It was, it was I don't know, back to like '89 or '90, something like that. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I became scared of like punk people. And the first time I saw a punk, uh, punk person in my life, I was kind of scared. Uh, it was in the, so, uh, in the underground in London. And uh, I don't know, just these punk dudes with mohawks. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the guys from RoboCop. <laughs> and my, my mom was like, oh, they're not going to do anything. Just don't, just don't keep looking. <laughs> they're going to shoot my hand off. <laughs> yeah, but I was also really scared of the cops. I was really scared of the police. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad uh, I learned a lot from that movie. I'm very <laughs> stay away from <laughs> cops and criminals. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, um, the movies. I mean, that RoboCop movie is a freaking genius classic. It's a cult piece of uh, American film, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, honestly, the original. I mean, this uh, this remake. I think it's just. Let, I think I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna have a little faith with it. I'm just gonna say, okay, I'm pretty sure that by now, you know, they're not gonna. 
I'm, I'm sure they can't destroy the the credibility. You know, okay, it's not definitely not going to be the same thing. But um, this might be a poor comparison. But uh, for instance, I thought Judge Dredd was, you know, the last one was fantastic. I never saw and that. I, and I thought I, love I thought that one. I thought the I thought I thought the Stallone one was all right. I know it's not nothing to do with the comics, but I thought Stallone one was pretty cool. But this last one was like really really good. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I'm not even an action movie guy, you know, but I thought that one was really awesome. And uh, this new Dread one. So I'm like, why can't they do the same with RoboCop? Why can't they uh, kind of put an interesting twist on it? Put an interesting uh, kind of feel to it. You know, it's something a little different. You know, uh, like I don't just want to see the same story again. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and also, there's a little, on a, on a little, on a little side note, I'm gonna, I'm kind of curious to see how this director is gonna pull it off because, well, he's Brazilian, and not a lot of Brazilian directors make it in Hollywood. And um, I don't know. I got this kind of. I'm kind of rooting for him because, you know, in case you guys didn't know, I'm Brazilian. So. Biased. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Love <laughs> a, a little. A <laughs> little. I don't know. Gonna go um, fuck it up. I don't know if anybody here has seen the new Total Recall reboot, but I've heard nothing but bad things about that, and I've never seen it. So that's what's making me nervous about this RoboCop thing. I agree, but dude, come on. Total Recall was just a big Schwarzenegger, like, one-liners. <laughs> that's what's so awesome cool, about man. it, though. Into the top <laughs> I could watch, like, any of those movies, though, because the, the one-liners just... Uh. Dude, it, honestly, like, Schwarzenegger movies are comedy. They really are more comedy really, they're, than anything else. They're really comedy, man. Go to YouTube and see, like, all, like, Schwarzenegger one-liners. They're so... They are so funny, man. You cannot not laugh. When you're, of course, when you're young, when you're a kid, you think, "Oh, this movie is so cool, like Commando and stuff." Dude, it's ridiculous when he kills that last guy and he says, "Like, let off some steam," and he scrams <laughs> a pipe through. Him. <laughs> like, <laughs> remember when I said I'd kill you last? I lied. <laughs> oh my god, we could do a whole podcast just about uh, the quotes from Ice Tip with the fucking. Before we, uh, I, I want to go back to RoboCop, but that brings up another thing that we can jump on a little bit later: The Expendables Three. So, <laughs> that's another one that's you know comedy, comedy. action comedy. that I probably won't be seeing. I don't know, but uh, for RoboCop, uh, does anybody really like excited and actually really think it's going to be that um, like better than the first or anything? I have hope. Um, no, I think it's going to be meh. Like Man of Steel, but hopefully, as long as they keep the theme song from the original Robocop. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. With Hans Zimmer producing. And they don't replace it with some cheesy shit like they did with Man of Steel. I'll be okay with it. Yeah, I figure they might do the opposite uh, with the Dread thing. Like, they might make an okay movie um, with this new one, and the original will never be beaten. In Dread, it was like the opposite. You know, that first one was alright, and this new one's awesome. Hmm. Maybe I like the being, new Dread. That was awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'm being too much of a critic about it without even seeing the movie, but I really don't know how well this is going to pan out because I absolutely loved the original series, although the third movie was pretty stupid, but I still love the original movies. And I know they did a TV show on it, did not do very well at all, uh, but this remake, I mean, for one thing, he's... He's an all-black metal suit, which doesn't 
really, you know, mean much to anybody. But when you look at Robocop, he has this iconic, you know, outfit, this metal, uh, this, the suit that he had. Well, and, here's the thing. Here's, I'll let you continue, but I think there's a certain preposterousness to the 80s that you just you cannot pull off nowadays. You just can't. I, I understand this. I totally understand. I mean, those movies stand for what they are and what and the times they represent. I mean, I, I understand that. But this one here, I really just don't know. I, I mean, Tony, I know that you are uh, you are for remakes and reboots and all that stuff, which is that's cool. I I respect that. But one thing these remakes can't do is bring back the original charm that the original films brought out. Yeah. You can't you can't do that with remakes or reboots. You can't do that. So I mean, I really don't know. I'm. I don't think this money is going to get my uh, ticket at the movie theater. I might catch it as a rental at best. Another reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, that's actually getting a lot of praise. And I think that this has a chance to wipe some history away and make things better. Is that new Godzilla movie? Of that course, it's not, promising. Of course, that it's not going to be the same mm. as you know the old Japanese ones or anything like that because they can't. They literally cannot replicate that anymore without looking ridiculous. But it looks like this might be able to erase that 2000. Um, wait, when did it come out? 1998. 98. Yeah, the the Matthew Broderick one. This one might knock that out of people's memories. I, God, I actually I hope like so. the 98 version. Dude, what? <laughs> oh no, I do like the opposite. You are banned, my friend. You are banned. Hey, bad me see, I'm British. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I cried at the end of Godzilla. <laughs> Good cry or bad cry? I don't know. Oh, I didn't like it when they killed Godzilla. <laughs> A friend of mine spoiled it. Man. That's why I didn't like. A friend of mine spoiled it for me uh, before I got a chance to see it. He was like. Did you see that new Godzilla movie? And I was like, no, I really want to see it. Was it really good? And he's like, yeah, the best part's when they kill him at the end with it. And he starts explaining the whole thing. And I'm like, uh, uh, all right. <laughs> you blew up Madison Square Garden. What's not to like? <laughs> Damn you, Ron Emmerich. And that son of a bitch is making a second Independence Day movie. I'm a little 50-50 oh, yeah. I like Can re-independence someplace? In the, yeah, Independence Day 2. So, like, you can do the independence again, even though you're already independent. <laughs> this time it's July 5th. <laughs> the, the day we fucked up. <laughs> so we got, well, you know, the Godzilla one, we got Expendables and all that. We've got some that are, I'm sure, just going to escape by here. Jack Ryan's coming out right uh, right about now, and that's not going to be making a whole bunch of waves. Um, you know, the, the 22 Jump, Sto- uh, Jump Street thing... The first one pretty much made uh, what they expected it to, and they were a little bit excited that it made a little bit more. But 22 Jump Street's not going to be some smash hit, I'm sure. The uh, Horrible Bosses is another one that... I saw the first one in theaters. I saw it because it was a pretty cheap one at the time. One of those day show things where you can see it for like five bucks or whatever. That's a download that people are going to do. They're not going to go see this movie. Lies, you just want to see Jennifer Aniston in a lab coat. That was pretty good. I like that. It was. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these, I think, are probably um, going to be disappointments to the box office. Night at the Museum Three is not going to make as much as the first one did. There's a third one. In my opinion, it's just a, it's a kids' movie, and I think it will still do good. 
It'll still do good for sure, yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a big, big deal. One movie that I do think might end up doing pretty well is that Muppets Most Wanted thing. That seemed like oh, that yeah. has a lot of legs. I'm not going to be seeing it, but that's just because I'm not a big Muppets person. I'll be seeing it. A lot of legs, a lot of legs, and a lot of fists going up these puppets' butts. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the last Muppet movie. True that was story. Awesome. Uh, a lot of kids' movies actually are coming out. There's that um, How to Train Your Dragon 2 that I mentioned. First one I thought was pretty decent, so I might be watching that one. Oh, man, you know, with animations, like, dude, like, okay, Kung Fu Panda was phenomenal. Wally was phenomenal. And uh, uh, there's another one that I thought was amazing. Up? For some reason, no, not even. I didn't think Up was that good. I liked uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It was pretty good. Oh, I don't think it's all DreamWorks. Oh, Anyways, it doesn't matter. Dreamworks, uh, yeah, ever since then, I haven't seen a, like an, an animated one uh, movie that really caught my attention. Well, sure. One one that's coming out that really has my attention, and I can't wait to see it. I've actually been really excited to see it for quite some time now. Is that Lego movie? Yes. I want to see that so bad. It's ridiculous. I don't know what to say, man. I really don't know what to say, man. <laughs> okay, have you seen the trailer, Eddie? I have, and I'm, I'm like, I, I think, again, I just don't know what to say. In okay. good and in bad. Like, I'm like, wow, cool, but for but real? What? <laughs> I, I have the same kind of reaction, though. It's, this looks awesome. I have no idea what I'm going to be seeing. No, I, it's just, I don't buy through the, I don't buy through the facade, you know, like, it's just, I, I know it's just something, like, it's just a franchise milking, you know, milking some money. It's like, I, I don't see it as anything else. Uh, there's no credibility. There's no point. It's just my opinion. I don't know. I just think it's a, since Lego has such a surgence lately with, with all these newer kits they've had and plus all these Lego video games. I mean, it was up to the point where it was inevitable where they're going to come out with a Lego uh, movie, which is <laughs> the name of the movie. <laughs> but um, we uh, they've also had uh, TV specials that was on Cartoon Network. We had Lego Batman, um, DC. Lego uh, Marvel Heroes. Yeah, I mean, some of those were actually turned into actual movies, although they were just comprised cutscenes. But still, it, Legos have had such a strong surgence here lately that it was bound to happen. We're going to have the Lego movie, which I'm really excited about because they're blending two different art forms into one. Uh, well, three, really, if you count the Lego bricks themselves. But also you have stop-motion animation that's going to be used, as well as CGI. They have some terrific writing, uh, writers behind this project, and all these famous uh, actors lending their voices to some of these characters. This movie, I'm very, very excited. Hell, Will Arnett as Batman? This is going to be great. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. That's, that, that's a positive point for sure. How long Holy until shit, they start this getting thing into... thing is real? Yeah, it is. <laughs> How long until they start getting into the real construction business and we have Lego, Lego construction companies? Well, we got Lego Land. That's, that's a real yeah. thing. I think that this is one of those weird, charming movies that um, there's a, a couple movies here and there that when I see the trailer, if I didn't hear anything about it, the trailer can sell me on it. Sometimes it ends up being bad, uh, like Battle of Los Angeles, where I was like, this trailer is fucking great. Can't wait to see this movie. Then I was just like, I can't wait for this to be over. Uh, or um, Garden State is a movie that I saw completely based off of the trailer. Uh, Lego movie, I didn't even know that they were really necessarily working on one, and... I think it was when I was watching Cloudy with a, Man- a Chance of Meatballs 2 when they showed the trailer for it. And, you know, they're 
showing that thing where they're kind of parodying uh, a lot of the trailers that pop up nowadays, and it's like the biggest battle of all time, whatever. And the little fucking Lego guy comes out, and I'm like, no, you gotta be kidding me. They're not doing a fucking Lego movie. And then they start, oh, we've got, you know, the, the Globe Trotters and Batman, and, and I'm like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> I have to see this. I'm well, by all means, excited. you know, like this Lego movie, by all means, I think sounds really cool. Like, hey, if you, you know, if you, uh, Orion, if you said there's, you know, that you, they got some excellent writers and Will Arnett's going to be Batman, you know, like God knows that's going to be awesome, <laughs> awesome voice. Uh, by all means, I think it's, you know, uh, bl- you know, my blessings to them. Just it's not really a part of my world right now. Right. Okay, that's fair. One thing that uh, kind of I would be uh, in your position for, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I won't be saying that. What was the purpose of making that in the first place? I, That's why I have no idea. That might be a little archaic with this. Is, that, is it that a ch- uh, chicken run style kind of movie? No, well, I don't know. I mean, I know that that was... The basically... claymation? No. Um, it's CGI. But, uh, what, oh, you know what I mean? Like the sort of like puppety look? I'm not, not sure, really. actually. I've only seen uh, a poster for it. I actually thought that they still had Robert Downey Jr. attached to it, because I know I'm he was at one point. I'm afraid of Googling, because my computer's going to restart. Sure. <laughs> New Year's resolution. <laughs> Be yeah, able yeah, to yeah, look right. up Mr. Peabody and Sherman more in 2014. <laughs> is, now, is this going to be uh, modeled kind of close to how they did the live-action version of Rocky and Bullwinkle? I think so. I don't know, though. I would assume Speaking of Rocky and Bullwinkle, that. that's uh, they're going to have an animated short in front of Peabody and Sherman Pixar style. That's going to be Rocky and Bullwinkle. That makes sense. Okay. The only other kids movie that I can think of that's coming out is um, that Maleficent movie, which oh, yeah. perfect casting for Angelina Jolie in that. And I'm not the biggest Sleeping Beauty fan, so I'm not going to go into that, you know, super excited. But I do think that that's a pretty cool idea. So. For the Disney fans, I'm sure that's something that they're really going to be looking out for. Disney Files. Snow White and the Huntsman wasn't all that great. Yeah, that wasn't good. That was pathetic. That was a Scream Shoot Me film. I didn't see that. You don't want to. <laughs> I don't think that I want to. <laughs> we got Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We got uh, Sin City in the movie. The Hunger Excited Games, of course. About that. Making a big yeah. comeback with Hunger Games. They're doing awesome. And Hobbit is going to end, so we're finally going to see the end of these. Oh, I am so excited for Hobbit. Thank God! No, I'm so excited for Hobbit because I feel like the first two movies, they're just setting up an appearance for the Ring Wraiths. And I love the Ring Wraiths. No, please. Oh, God. Don't tell me there might be more of those types of movies. God, no. I want a I reboot hope... of Lord of the Rings. No! <laughs> Actually... Actually, oh, so do I, with Tom Bombadil. With, where everybody's wearing full black in the entire thing. I want to see an adaptation <laughs> of the Silmarillion. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that right afterwards. Oh, I'm, I guarantee you they will. Money, baby. Money. Right. Not as much money as last time around, but they'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to make this into 14 movies, and we're going to stretch this out, and fuck, we're going to bring Elijah Wood back, and... Yes, please. <laughs> Peter Jackson, take my money. Peter Jackson, I want my money back. <laughs> Peter Jackson, I never gave you any money. Uh-huh. We've got... Oh, yeah, I never did. One thing that I think is really interesting is we have five different movies that are tied to Disney and Marvel and not a single one for DC. 
So we had Man of Steel last year, and we've got next year, of course, one of the biggest comic book movies ever is going to end up coming out with um, whatever they end up calling it because they still can't commit to a title. Superman, Batman, World's Finest, Public Enemies, Batman versus Superman, whatever. Um, they're building up all this stuff about Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and uh, the Justice League movie and all that. No movies this year for DC. But oh, I, Marvel, got it, I got it. I got, I got the name. Clark and Bruce. It's got a a little heart for a logo. (laughs) Yeah, in the shape of an S and a bat. (laughs) One guy's the light and one guy's the dark, but together, sparks fly. (laughs) Uh, DC's got a greater TV-based audience than Marvel's Shield. (laughs) Yeah, but they need to start stepping up their game, because in comparison, Marvel has Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Amazing Spider-Man 2... X-Men Days of Future Past, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then this Big Hero 6 movie, which I don't really know too much about. I probably won't be seeing that Big Hero 6. That just sounds silly. It sounds odd, like, but... I would like Arrow to be um, converted into the DC movies. Uh, I yeah, completely I... don't. I com- I'm completely against that. Really? Time, yeah. Time out for a moment. Time out for a moment. You're five Marvel movies this year? Yep. Yep. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! Well, see, they have this uh, plan and this structure that they're going by where they format one sequel for the phase, whatever they're in, movies, and then one new thing. So they got Captain America coming out pretty soon is going to be the, the sequel for this year, and then Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be the new one. But Amazing Spider-Man and X-Men, they're not tied to that whatsoever, so... You know, Sony and um, 20th Century Fox, they're just like, oh, we'll just release it around the same Speaking shit. of Speaking of uh, the X-Men and Fox, uh, did you hear about how, um, I don't know if it's still a rumor or if it's near, uh, you know, confirmed, but there's uh, a rumor going around that they're going to have a crossover uh, movie for Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yeah, they've been uh, teasing some of that stuff. Mark Miller is supposed to be kind of the the Joss Whedon of their side of things. And that's another thing that we might have a whole bunch of news for that coming this year. I'm excited no, to hear about that. The Fantastic Four. Please reboot the Fantastic Four. Well, they oh, have no, to they they are. have Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're already rebooting the Fantastic Four. They have, um, oh, one actor from Chronicle uh, as George. Johnny Storm. and they, they can keep Jessica Alba, though. But I only, I only accept it. I only accept it if they show her naked this time, <laughs> like full frontal nudity. I don't, I don't want this bullshit. Like, oh, I'm invisible. That's gonna be the reverse of her power. Instead of being invisible, she it's just gonna be her clothes are invisible this time. That's their. No, imagine, no, no, she could like stop the world. Like, she'd be like <laughs> instead of invisible woman, she'd be like stunning woman. They're gonna get Michael Chiklis to play that part instead. It's <laughs> just scary, buddy. Off. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to get too much into the Marvel movies because I'm sure we're going to be really covering them a lot on Fanboys Anonymous and in the group meetings in the future and all that. But in general, out of those movies, the one I'm excited the most about, oddly enough, it's Captain America. Uh, I really oh, like yeah. X-Men. Sure. I was super, super into X-Men as a kid. And Spider-Man is my number two favorite superhero of all time. And I'm you know, obviously super excited about Amazing Spider-Man 2. But there's just something about this Captain America Winter Soldier movie that I really think is going to be good. I think this is going to be one of the best Marvel phase movies that they've had probably out of the whole bunch so far. So I'm 
going for that 100%. And the last one, other than Big Hero 6, I don't know about this Guardians of the Galaxy thing. I'm skeptical as all hell. I'm going to be skeptical until I'm done watching the movie. What's uh, overall, if you guys got to pick a favorite out of them, what would you end up uh, ranking your favorite? Makes you Spider-Man for Ryan? Yeah, because, you know, I'm always watching out for Venom. And (laughs) since the Venom movie has already been confirmed, I'm just going to be watching for spoiler, or, you you know, Easter eggs. Sean, what's yours that you're uh, most excited about? Amazing Spider-Man. Any particular reason? You looking out for Venom, too? Emma Stone. Nice. Oh, yeah. And um, the one I'm least looking forward to is X-Men, because it's got Hugh Jackman in. <laughs> Fuck Hugh Jackman. I just yeah. want to punch him in the nose. <laughs> I'm tired of Hugh Jackman, too. What's yours, Eddie? Uh, none of those, actually. I had something in mind. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about superheroes and you know childhood movies and whatever. Here's an adult movie, though. Have you guys ever heard of Lars von Trier? No. Nope. Lars von Trier is a, I think he's a Danish director, uh, or Swedish. I fail to remember right now, but um, he's made some controversial movies. Um, I believe there was one I think in 2006 or seven with uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, called Antichrist, and it was really explicitly violent and uh, sexual in nature. Uh, people say he's like, oh, it's a gratuitous, you know, sex and violence and whatever, but it's it's not true. It's really elaborate and really intelligent. And he's coming out with one called Nymphomaniac. Actually, it, it was released, I think, like last week or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so I would still consider this for 2014 because, I mean, it's it was like released in like late December. And uh, it's got Shia LaBeouf, um, Uma Thurman, I believe, and like uh, four other big names. Willem, Willem, Willem Dafoe is there again. And it's uh, well, the name suggests, as the name suggests, it's going to be very explicit. But this guy is not gratuitously explicit and violent. Uh, he puts things in perspective and tells the story of people in very in a very personal fashion. Uh, it's very psychological and uh, very psychiatrical, also, if you want to go that deep. <laughs> so um, it's called Nymphomaniac. Uh, I'll look it up. It's it seems really really interesting. Superhero wise, what's your uh, your point of view, Travis? Uh, I think I'm going to skip all those because I think this is overkill, in my opinion. Definitely unfriended. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't mind if like they have maybe a couple out, but five in one year—that's overkill. I'm sorry. Five yeah. just for Marvel, though. You got to think about the Sin City one that's coming out. That's another comic book. Oh, Sin City is cool. But I'm, Sin I'm City—that's not Marvel. I'm down with that because I love Sin City and I love uh, Robert Rodriguez. I mean, that's the only one I want to watch, but all these other ones, forget it. Forget it. There's Jessica Alba in it. I'll watch it. (laughs) I love that woman. There's two movies that we haven't talked about because they're not really in, like, a group or whatever, but um, not too much has been spoken about them, um, period, out there. They're not movies that are making a lot of waves, but at the same time, I'm pretty interested in them, and they have a chance of uh, being some pretty decent movies this year. Wally Pfister, who is a cinematographer that works with um, Christopher Nolan on all of his movies, has come out with his own film that he's directed called Transcendence. And Nolan himself, uh, it's true to fashion, he tries something new every once in a while with Inception and you know Prestige and all that. Memento, great movie. 
uh, Interstellar is coming out this year. And supposedly that's about people that discover a new wormhole through a different dimension. And I'm 100% into that. Um, Inception blew my mind. I never thought it was going to be better than Memento. Uh, you know, Nolan's hitting it out of the park. So Interstellar, definitely one of the top movies that I'm excited to see this year. But out of those movies that we didn't really mention, there's uh, odd things here and there. Are there any like standouts that you guys, if there's like one movie, and I wouldn't say Interstellar is the one movie for me, but if there's like one movie this year that you're excited about, above all, what would it be? Eddie? Well, I just uh, talked about Nymphomaniac because I kind of, I sort of uh, jumped the gun on that. On that. I sh- that, would I be your, that would be your number one? Yeah, definitely, because I think that Lars von Trier is sort of a misunderstood genius. Um, I guess you could compare him to Pier Paolo Pasolini. He was an Italian filmmaker from the 70s and 60s and 70s, and he made a movie so grotesquely obscene for the time that he was actually killed over it. Hmm. And, um, and I think this I think this director is sort of a genius, and they really want to see this nymphomaniac movie. Sean, what's your number one of the year? Uh, number one of the year. Um, probably, I'm going to go with RoboCop. Why not? Ryan, what's yours? Like I said, the Spider-Man. Just for the Venom? (laughs) Yep. Travis? Are we talking like just box office sales or just what what I like or whatever? Number one that you're interested in. That that one movie that uh, you can't wait to happen. Well, I've already said how much I want to see the Lego movie, but also I'm very excited to see uh, the new Sin City movie. Any particular reason? Just a big fan? or? Yeah, just a big fan. It's because I love Robert Rodriguez. I love his movies. I love Sin City. I've, I've read the books. They're awesome. I'm really excited to see this film. Well, the only other topic about movies for this year that I think needs to be talked about when it comes to stuff with 2014, 2014 Oscars. And so far I'm not that interested in it. There's just Same here. nothing that's yeah, piquing man. my interest. Award, dude, like Academy Awards or any award, official awards are just bogus to me. I mean, it's very biased. It's very industry based and people who rub elbows with other people who know people and, and uh, it's there's no credibility. I, I do enjoy like internet awards or like, like like geeky awards and stuff like that. I think there's a lot more credibility. I think any actor or director should be a lot more honored than some like, supposed Academy awarding, you know, giving away some trophies. So those are the big four topics that we can go over for 2014 things that we're really interested in. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of things that we don't even know are going to end up popping up this year. And we'll be covering all that stuff that we talked about here and all the other things that happen on Fanboys Anonymous between all the posts and the podcasts and everything else. So let's go around one more time. Plug what you guys have uh, recently did or you've got working for Fanboys Anonymous coming up soon. Sean? Uh, yeah, I'm... Um... Me first. Uh, cheers. Um, yeah, I got uh, my top five movie list that I'm looking forward to this year on the Fanboy site. Um, I'm still in the process of recording my Batman Let's Play. I kind of lost all my saved data, so i got to redo it all over again. Um, 
uh, follow me on the Twitter, shawnacy 2 k 37 And, um, yeah, just just stay tuned to all of Tony's great shows and sites and everything, because he is the man. And it's the year of the pogs. <laughs> and the movie's coming real soon. Watch for it. It's directed by Michael Bay, too. The pogs explode. And all the yeah, movies. yeah. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman stars in it. <laughs> Kills his fucking career. Yeah, Simpson. but at least Jessica Alba's naked in it, so it's cool. The O.J. Simpson pog goes rogue and kills all the other pogs. <laughs> Ryan, what are your plugs? Well, uh, within the next few weeks, like I said earlier, uh, watch out on Fanboys Anonymous for my and Dan Ashley's long, long article Anthony can uh, attest to about the Moon Knight gearing up for the Moon Knight series in March. It's going to be a introduction and a list of all of mine and uh, Dan Ashley's favorite Moon Knight stories and moments. Uh, also, for all your Venom and symbiote-related news, <laughs> visit the Venom site. That is www.thevenomsite.com for all news and discussions about the world of symbiotes. Eddie? Um... Yeah, I have a. There's one article right now that I'm um, I'm working on. Uh, it's about a, a comic, a comic book from uh, from Europe, from Belgium in the early from the early 30s, early 20s rather. Uh, Sean, you, uh, you might have heard of this. You know, actually, the movie came out a couple of years ago. You know, Tintin. Tintin. Yeah, I know Tintin. Yeah, there you go. I think the, the comics are. Um, there was, there's been uh, some incidents in the past few years where uh, some libraries are pulling them out of the kids section because it's uh, you know it's got some outdated imperialism, racism, you know that kind of thing. And I think it's interesting to put that in perspective and um, and talk a little about the comic. You know, especially here in America, almost no one knows about Tintin. Outside of Europe, very few people know about Tintin because um, uh, it's really big in Europe. You know, along with like Asterix and uh, stuff like that. So I think it's. Um, I think it'll be an interesting article because uh, it brings up a lot of interesting points regarding um, prejudice and stuff. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to be writing about uh, oh, um, Medve, who's another, for those who don't know, she's also another um, contributing writer. Uh, she said that there's a rumor that there might be a Friends reboot, whatever that might be about. I'm going to look into it. If that proves to be half true or something, I'm going to have to write something about it because it's worth mentioning. <laughs> Travis? Uh, yes, I just came out with my new episode of Rose Colored Let's Play, which is available on my YouTube channel. And just posted my video of me playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh, watch me fail miserably. That's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and I'll just clear something up there. Just because I was poo-pooing on the Marvel movies earlier does not mean that I don't like Marvel in itself. I love the comic books. I've read some of those. And the video games are really cool, too. Just get that out of the way. To make it up to us, did you play as Venom in Marvel vs. Capcom? You're just going to have to watch. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, and also rose-colored uh, reviews. Uh, the show where I take a look at classic video games, television shows, and movies. And see if they still stand test time and all that great stuff. I totally screwed up that what I said there, but that's all right. Uh, just came up with a new video for that as well, where I try out bacon flavored toothpaste. Ugh. Sorry, reflex. 
Yeah, just watched the video. It was not pretty. It was not a lot of fun. And I'm actually going to be working on Mystery Science Theater 3000 as my next show. And Tony, yes. I'm still working on that Cartoon All-Stars thing. I'm trying to make that perfect. Nice. So, but yeah, I got a couple of those uh, coming out of the pipeline. I got some other videos coming up, and you can check them all out on www.youtube.com slash Reviews and www.youtube.com slash Play. You can find me on Twitter, TravelScott79, and you can find me on Tuesday nights with some other cool cats on Makeup Hours Radio with Geek Speak, and that's 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, and on the Retro Unlimited Network on Saturday nights. I host a show with a couple other cool guys for I Got's Gameplay. Big thanks to everyone on the panel this evening and for all of you out there for listening. Stay tuned for a new episode of the group meeting each and every month. And we're also going to be debuting a new segment this year called Fan Tracks, which is going to be a cross between normal commentary tracks that you hear for movies and TV shows, as well as something along the lines of a riff tracks kind of thing. But we're not going to be just watching terrible movies and obscure movies or anything like that. We're actually going to be taking a different spin on this, watching the movies that we love and that we're fond of, and giving our insights for those kind of things from the fan perspective and the fanboy mentality. So if you enjoyed our insight on tonight's episode, be sure to check that out, as I'm sure you're going to love that too. This meeting is officially adjourned. See you next time, everybody.